0: Learn more at marines.com. The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything in the SGPN Merch Store.
1: Tara gives Sevilla the advantage straight away. Eight minutes in as well. Sancho, he conjures some magic? Anthony Tridents that one miss Saka, tame effort really, pretty good chance. Rakitic again went for series to chase. Lindelof got across. Rakitic, pinch perfect from Nemanja Kudalu, does a Rabona. And Dan yeah, bouncing around in there dangerously. And dangerous here. this time De Gea does emerge with the ball. But Ocampos was nearly in. And I tell you what, I think just does enough. That's a hero, but that's a loose ball again. Sevilla might take advantage once more in this series. And who have got the goal, Acuna... To his right, wants it and gets it. Slides it across the face of goal. And it goes agonisingly behind. He's probably the only one in this first half. Suso with the corner kick, and this series wins another header. And Rakitic with a great effort deflected behind for a corner. That was a sumptuous-looking volley from Ivan Rakitic. United concede right at the start of the second half exactly what they didn't want Anthony won that latest battle only momentarily though severe coming again they're resuming where they started this time to have to watch that it might easily have curved in. Been terrible this evening. Rakitic with the latest going to end the series nearly by El Campos! They're trying to force it over the line. United somehow get it away, and in the end, the referee has seen an infringement. But that Manchester United defense tonight has been at sixes and sevens all evening. What on earth is going on with this Manchester United? Dixon wasn't far away. Beat the wall anyway, but not on target. 2 0 doesn't really underline adequately Sevilla's superiority in this game. Endesiri and De Gea came for that. It is an open goal for Endesiri and he scored. It's another calamity for the goalkeeper and that just about caps it. in the series, two for him, three for Sevilla, and surely goodbye to Europe for Manchester United. Been many many glory nights along the way, of course, for them. This of course isn't one of the Langer. Good try. he blows his final whistle Manchester United knocked out five times in a row by Spanish clubs in Europe and finding again the pain comes mainly from Spain but really they were the architects of their own downfall with that first goal Maguire caught out in this series striking he got two goals on the night and Sevilla go through by a whopping five goals to two
0: you are listening to BetMEFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the BetMUFC Twitter account at BetMEFC. That's at BetMEFC. The Twitter account for the Soccer Gambling Podcast is at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Be sure to follow that account because I will be posting some free plays once again via the soccer gambling podcast Twitter account. That's where I'll be posting free plays for football. I'll be posting free plays for all other sports on my other Twitter account, which is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That's a Twitter account for the LockBetting podcast, which is where you can listen to Das Bundesliga Show. Unfortunately, we did not have the result correct for the Manchester United game against Sevilla. Absolutely nobody could have possibly predicted that outcome. I put an extended Version of the audio at the front, usually that um, the goals clip lasts between two to three minutes. But at the top of this show, we put on the full five minutes. I did that on purpose just so you could see that we did not get beaten by accident by Sevilla. Yes, all of the goals were awful. All five of the goals were awful. I don't think five worse goals have been scored across two legs in order for a team to exit a competition. But that almost makes it seem like it was lucky. The first leg was very lucky. Sevilla were absolutely awful outplayed for 88 minutes. In this game, Man United were outplayed for 90. Man United were absolutely atrocious. And I think this modern day version of Sevilla will not win the Europa League. League. And I think this modern day version of Sevilla are not as good as Brighton. I think Brighton would play this team off the park. And if Manchester United turn up and play that way against Brighton at Wembley, we're going to get beaten by the same scoreline again because Brighton will tear us apart and Brighton are worthy favourites. They were favourites in some places anyway. It was very close going into that game. Now they are favourites across the board and rightfully so off the back of that absolutely atrocious performance from Manchester United. And I was concerned about it. This is often what happens when you relinquish their momentum and you let a team back into a tie out of out of nothing from the dead, which they were dead. They should have lost that game 3-4-0 and Man United didn't put them away and then ended up with a 2-2 draw. All the momentum was with Severe. I just felt like Manchester United could have just put that out of their minds, realised that this was a team that you outplayed for 88 minutes, realised that this was now a bottom half La Liga team and just took them to pieces. But the crowd played a factor. They were the 12th and 13th man in that game. And ultimately, Manchester United could not overcome the crowd. Manchester United could not overcome Sevilla. And Manchester United could not overcome this situation entirely where they allowed this team back into the game And allowed Sevilla to score five straight goals against them in the tie. And in the end... Despite the fact that Sevilla should have been handily beaten in the first leg, they end up deserving to go through. Now, as I said, I don't think they have any chance of winning this competition. I do feel that Juve will take them apart. But still, even with Juve, I felt like Juve's main motivation was the desperation to get into the Champions League via the Europa League. Now, they've been gifted back their 15 points, which we'll talk more about when we do Scamessa Italia. And Now, with those 15 points back, Juve have jumped from sixth in the table back to third in the table. So I'm not sure if that angle is an angle anymore where they're desperate to win the competition. They're probably still desperate to to win a trophy, to have something to say that they achieved this season. But ultimately, that desperation might not be there. I would still be picking Juve as my winners for the competition, but it is a wide open competition with Juventus, Sevilla, Roma and Leverkusen all capable of winning the competition and no more English representation with Arsenal and Manchester United. Now both dumped out and Manchester United, they did it to themselves. They had the beating of Sevilla. They'd already beaten Barcelona. They beat the best team in the competition and were the clear favourites to do it. They went into that game despite the poor result we're getting severe as a 2 to 1 plus 200 favourite, and they blew it. There's nothing more to say about it other than that. We're going to listen to Eric Ten Hag in a second, but before we do, let me quickly tell you that we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here, and what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides having your daily NHL. NBA and MLB games, they've also got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half a million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com and the promo code SGPN.
1: Obviously not a good performance, not a good result, given the injuries and the players you've had to bring in, does the manner of that defeat suggest that there are some players
2: here who just aren't good enough for this team? I think they showed in the past they can, but tonight we were not good enough. It was obvious, it was clear. So, we didn't match the standards, what you can expect from a team from Messi United. And I know it's easy to focus on David De Gea, but the amount of some of the goals he conceded and the fact he's in talks for new contracts, can you say with complete clarity that he is a long term goalkeeper that you want going forward? Um, he's the one with the most clean sheets in the Premier League. So, that shows he's a, a very capable goalkeeper.
1: Neil. What's the most disappointing thing, a lack of fight and the fact that Sevilla were just more up for this than your team?
2: Uh, I, I have to acknowledge, it's it's the truth, it's hard, it's tough, but it's, um, it's, it's the truth and it can't be, and it's unacceptable, uh, but uh, I think we showed in the past where uh, we can bounce uh, really quickly back. Uh, we did it between games uh, many times now this season, but what we have to learn is uh, t- um, to start games, better and uh, with more desire impression uh, more composure on the ball and when you get a setback now you have to deal with it and, and carry on Mike.
0: Is that, is that kind of a, a team that still has still has a lot to learn a lot to do that you can go from the big highs that you've had to some real big lows like like Liverpool and like tonight
2: yes it's. it's It's the truth that uh, we have to be better and it's not about uh, playing skills. No, it is uh, about character and so be composed and desire and passion and they uh, they had more willingness to win and it can't be and uh, I think it's unacceptable.
0: Laurie. Eric, is there, any, is there any chance that this could have a real deflating impact on the rest of the
1: season, from the manner of the defeat and, and what it was, it was building towards, some momentum before this?
2: Uh, the, I think this question also. I had this question uh, uh, many times now after uh, City, after Liverpool. Uh, after Brentford he, and every time we bounce back and so in, in that perspective this team has character so we have very good mental skills but uh, in in some uh, occasions we are not there and but that is uh, I think what we have to accept now but it's unacceptable uh, because um, everyone can uh, can see that the demands and the standard has to be higher in the cl- uh, in a club as Manchester United.
0: Gideon. Uh, uh, hi, Eric. Uh, and is it a, is it a big job to lift them before the FA Cup semi-final? No again is it a big job to lift the players before the semi semi-final now yes of
2: course i, I already started but um we, we lift them and the day and we have to pick them up but also you know we have to to face that we let ourselves down and we let the fans down and um if you want to win trophies if you want to be successful uh, you need other character
1: Hi, Rick. why do you think there's such a big difference between the home form and the away form
2: Sunday <laughs> uh, we can do it we have seen against Forest, and then we were composed uh, we had a desire and today uh, we didn't and so you, uh, you can expect from a player from a United, from a team from a United that they do it on consistent, consistently. And um, uh, now is it uh, too often that uh, we have a really poor performance and it can't be.
1: Uh, last question in Spanish. One question. Do you think that
2: the intensity of Sevilla has been the key part for this game? And do you think that Mendelevar is the team of the Mandelibar is the favorite for winning the Europa League? First of all, I have to congrats, congratulate uh, Sevilla with their performance. Um, and yeah, it's, it is the truth. They played very well. But I look to my own team and... I think we have to do better and even uh, they are a great team, great fighting spirit and uh, the ambience was also great uh, with a lot of positive energy in the stadium but it doesn't matter, uh, 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 we have to deal with that. we have to do better and everyone uh, can expect uh, higher standards from Mrs. United.
0: Thank you very much. So we didn't have too much there about the Brighton game coming up other than the fact that he faces an uphill task lifting the players after that performance. Their pride should automatically lift them anyway, as should the fact that an FA Cup final place is at stake. Plus, you want to be in a position where you... Yourselves can stop Manchester City doing the treble. It might not mean anything to these players necessarily that another team are going to do the treble, but for the history of the club. Supporters definitely don't want Manchester City to do the treble and Manchester United are in a position to stop them. If that is the FA Cup final off the back of Manchester City winning the title and Manchester City going against one of the Milan clubs in the Champions League final where there'll be an overwhelming favourite to win it, then that may be the biggest FA Cup final that we've seen in some time, possibly for three or four decades. It's going to be absolutely monumental. It will be a massive game. But of course, in order for that to happen, Manchester United themselves need to get there and uh, one thing I will say we haven't touched on it as well and um, at all and he almost got away with it. David De Gea I feel needs to go. I think he needs to be replaced as the Manchester United keeper. I understand he's had a lot of clean sheets. And you understand that he's a very, very good shot stopper, but there's a reason why Spain have decided that David De Gea isn't their first choice, second choice, third choice, fourth choice isn't even anywhere near the Spanish squad. That's because modern day goalkeepers need to be able to play with their feet. And whilst David De Gea is good for getting us extra points over the course of the season, his shot stopping. Does give you points in the Premier League. It may even um, save you during a cut run. Ultimately, he makes mistakes in big games. He's cost us the Europa League now on two occasions. He saved none out of 11 penalties in the penalty shootout when we lost to Villarreal. And on this occasion he was responsible for all three of the goals, as was Harry Maguire, of course for that first one. But what's the point of talking about Harry Maguire? He's not good enough to play for Manchester United. He's one of the worst signings in the club's history. It's a joke and an embarrassment that he's the captain. Eric Ten Hag's one major decision that he got wrong this year was letting Maguire take the captain's armband every time he comes on the pitch off Bruno Fernandes. That's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing from Maguire and it's embarrassing from the club and it's the one thing that Eric Hag needed to put right and hasn't and the one criticism I have of him he should have, made a, he should have made a definitive decision on the captaincy giving it to Bruno 100% stop with this transferring of the armband nonsense Maguire's not a captain Maguire's not even a Man United player Maguire's not even a Man United substitute he shouldn't play again and um, David De Gea he needs to go David De Gea for me It's symptomatic of the type of player that we've been signing or a type of player that we've had at the club, um, since we left Alex, since we lost Alex Ferguson. Obviously, Alex Ferguson signed De Gea and De Gea played for him for, for a bit. But ultimately, most of his time has been without Fergie. And whilst he has won player of the year on multiple occasions. He's symptomatic of a dressing room that isn't in tune with the players, isn't in tune with the, the history of the club, isn't in tune with, um, with with anything that stands for Manchester United. The way that they, that they treat supporters, the way that they're pampered, the way that they think that they're better than they actually are, the way that they massively underachieve and don't understand what it means to, to be a Manchester United player and what the expectations are at this club Um, I think David De Gea is a player who's used to that mediocrity that mediocrity has surrounded most of his Manchester United run he's been the forever present in Manchester United not being the same team that they were under Sir Alex Ferguson and I'd be happy to see a a, a new generation of players trying to actually challenge for the Premier League and um, with David De Gea being let go and shown the door at the end of this season it certainly wouldn't break my heart to see him not getting a new contract as I said he's a good shot stopper I'm not denying that he's kept us in some games but what's the point of, um, of staying in games or, or staying in cup competitions when ultimately when it comes to the big occasions this guy crumbles under the pressure not good enough for Spain so you're definitely not good enough for Manchester United in my opinion So before we move on to covering these FA Cup games, let me let you know that we're brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store in honour of the NBA playoffs from now until the end of April. Get 10% off anything in the SGPN Merch Store when you use the promo code SGPNBA. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything. I am doing this show right now, wearing my Soccer Gambling Podcast t-shirt and my uh, SGPN cap. I uh, also have hoodies. I also have zip up tops. I have loads and loads of stuff. I genuinely do wear stuff from the SGPN merch store. It's made by top manufacturers and I would take advantage of the 10% discount and buy a product from your favorite show. Hopefully, the Soccer Gambling Podcast. It's
1: only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle,
0: a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
0: So let's move on to the FA Cup semifinals. We're going to be covering both of them here. We will run chronologically. So we'll start with the Saturday semi final first as Manchester City, who already look like they're automatically there, take on Sheffield United. They're the one to eight favourites to win this game. It's 17 to 2 on the draw, and it's 18 to 1 here on Sheffield United. Not really sure how we, we cap this game. Uh, Manchester City are obviously going to come through it. I guess for me, it's just a case of how they win and by how many. And that will be dependent upon how much they rotate their team. But even with a rotated lineup, you would expect Manchester City to come through this by at least three or four goals. That's how comfortable I think they'll win it. They've already beaten Burnley, who are a better team than Sheffield United. And therefore, getting Manchester City to cover... A minus two handicap at the price of seven to 10 does seem like a no-brainer play to me as I do think Manchester City will run out as comfortable winners. And with this selection, if Manchester City win by just two goals, you still end up with a push. You only lose it if they win this game by a single goal or if they don't win whatsoever. So for me, this is a big value play as I see Manchester City winning this by an absolute landslide, no matter who they put out here for this game because their squad has that much depth. And I think any 11 players here will end up covering this line for you. Therefore, Manchester City minus two is a strong play in my opinion. City have won four FA Cup fixtures so far by an aggregate scoreline of 14-0 this season and have won by two or more goals in five of the last seven in all competitions. Manchester City... Have won all those FA Cup games without conceding, and the average goal scored in those games is 3.5 goals per game. They have put exactly four past Liverpool and Southampton already this month. Don't forget the 7 0 win against Leipzig as well. They smashed Bayern Munich by three goals to nil at the Etihad and um, just qualified for the Champions League semi final in midweek. This is a team who are red hot. They're are Red Hot favorites for every competition they remain in. They are at the moment 8 to 11 for the Champions League. They are 1 to 4 -400 for the EPL and they are 1 to 2 -200 for the FA Cup. So getting anywhere near plus 250 now for Manchester City to do the treble, which I'm seeing offered at the moment, does actually offer up some decent value because it's hard to point to a competition and say this is the one they are going to lose. I don't think that uh, they're going to lose in the Champions League. I don't think they're going to lose in the league. I've been saying that for a long, long time. Even when Arsenal were running away with it, I took a lock on Manchester City to still win the title. I've got Manchester City at 10 to 11. I've got Manchester City at 6 to 4. I've got Manchester City in a parlay with Napoli. I've got Manchester City in a parlay with Benfica. I've got Manchester City at the start of the season. I've also now got Manchester City to win the Champions League and prior to the that, that play, I had Manchester City to reach the semi-final in a play that I put at the start of the season. I also had Erling Haaland to finish as the top goal scorer in the Champions League this season and he's absolutely clear. So as much as I hate this team and as much as I am desperate to see Manchester United stop them in the FA Cup, I will be behind Manchester manchester city in other competitions and i will be backing them and i'll be backing them on saturday in this competition as well to cover that minus two asian handicap line and we'll take that as our selection at the price of seven to ten up next the second and third favorites for the fa cup play on sunday but it's Brighton who are the second favourites now at three to one, with Manchester United priced up at five to one to win this competition. Now, if Man United can sort themselves out, that's actually a good price. It's only two pounds worse off than Man United were at the start of the competition, where they opened up at seven to one, but Brighton's price has come in considerably after Man United's performance against Sevilla. They are now the clear six to five plus one twenty favourites to beat Manchester United at Wembley. It's thirteen to five on the draw, and it's two to one on Man United. To qualify, for the, uh, the, to qualify for the final odds, see Brighton priced up at four to six minus one fifty and Man United at six to five plus one twenty. Is this justified? Should Brighton be the favourites to beat Manchester United in an FA Cup semi-final at Wembley? The short answer here is no. Um, Brighton haven't had to play the schedule that Manchester United have played this season. Eventually, it was always going to get to United, the fact that they had to play the schedule and the shit seemed to hit the fan on Thursday. But I do expect some kind of response from United. Rashford only played one half in that game. He was mostly unaffected. The Bruno Fernandes effect can't be overlooked. The guy seems to be one of the most disrespected players in world football, but he is a leader and he is a massive contributor in that midfield. He runs around a lot. He makes a lot of stuff happen. He makes Manchester United tick. We've seen him single-handedly carry to Manchester United into second place previously. And uh, he will be back on Sunday. And I think he will be a key influence. The day obviously does favour Brighton. They've lost once in their last nines. So they've scored 23 times in that run. They put in excellent displays away to Tottenham and Chelsea over the last two weekends. But ultimately, in that excellent play, excellent display against Tottenham, they lost the game. Man United are going to start with a makeshift back line here in this game. But at least Harry Maguire isn't playing because he's suspended. And I'm more happy with Luke Shaw starting alongside Victor Lindelof than I am seeing Harry Maguire in the team. David De Gea owes us a performance. Manchester United owe their supporters a bounce back. And ultimately, if you're giving me United as a 2-1 to one underdog at 6-5 to five to qualify against Brighton, who have never been near an FA Cup final before, I'm still going to take United to find a way to get through. So I'm going to take Manchester United to qualify at 6-5 plus 120. I'm going to take Manchester United on the money line for a sprinkle as well at the crazy price of plus 200. I can't believe how much this line has actually moved. And also, I'm looking at a futures play on the FA Cup final with Manchester United versus Manchester City as the second favourite in the market at 6-4, plus 150. I am definitely interested in that selection as well. Your lock here for the show, though, is going to be on Manchester City minus two against Sheffield United. I would grab this one quickly. I just don't think Guardiola is going to rotate as much as people think, yes, I think it's likely that Erling Haaland starts on the bench. But then you have a World Cup winner like Alvarez coming in, who's more than capable of doing his part. It doesn't matter who you've got out wide, whether it's Grealish, whether it's Foden, whether it's Mares. Everybody's capable of doing a job here, particularly against a Championship team like Sheffield United, who have already reached their Cup final by getting to this semi-final at Wembley. Even a player like Kevin, even a player like Kevin De Bruyne hasn't been guaranteed. A starting berth so far this season. Even Carl Walker at right back is now a second choice selection in this team. There is just so much squad depth; it's completely irrelevant who starts. Yes, obviously you'd like your forty-goal man Harlan starting if you if you're making this play, but uh, I don't think it makes a significant difference. It would not even surprise me to see Harlan just playing one half, getting two goals, um, helping us cash our play, and coming off the field. So for me. This is the automatic play, but there's lots of stuff that I do like this weekend. If you want to get all of my official plays, you know where to go. Head over to lockbetting.com. That's it for me and this edition of Bet MUFC. Don't forget to check out all my other podcasts this weekend. Good luck with all your bets as always, and thanks for listening.